0: Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. We're speaking to you on June 7th, 2023. Been doing the show for a long time. I always want to express my appreciation for John for traveling the state, bringing back great stories, putting issues in context, highlighting what should be highlighted. Thanks also to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton, here at TalkNorth.com. If you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. And if you like any other shows at TalkNorth.com, we have all the sports covered, outdoors, variety shows, uh, a bunch of company shows. If you like them, subscribe to them. Again, easiest way to listen, and it is free. Thanks to our sponsors here, Pizza Barn in Princeton, allenergysolar.com, and propane, propane.com. Uh, today, John, why don't we start with more state tournaments?
1: Yeah, Jim, we're in the final stretch of the, of the school year here with spring state tournaments going on as we speak. Um, I'm going to start by going back to last week. I, I kind of previewed the adapted softball state tournament that was last Friday and Saturday at Chanhassen High School. It was it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, in the championship matches in the CI division, that's the cognitively impaired division, the team from Burnsville, Farmington, Lakeville defeated Dakota United seven to five in eleven innings to win that title. And in the PI, the physically impaired championship. Dakota United beat Robbinsdale Hopkins, Mount West Tonka 13-6. To and I, I didn't really have a story in mind before I went to adapted softball, even during. But I saw something after it was over that just I've never seen in, in decades of covering sports at all levels. So the D- Dakota United PI team, they're posing for the traditional team photo. The kids have all received their gold medals. They've got the state championship trophy. And then I noticed one of the people with their phone out taking pictures was the coach of the team that just lost to Dakota United. His name's Marcus Onsom. He's, he's uh, been coaching uh, Robinsdale, Hopkins, Mount West Tonka, in all these adapted sports for a long time. And I, I, I posted a photo, and I think I put in all caps, this is the coach of the losing team taking a photo of the winning team. And I, I found Marcus a little later. He was mingling with his kids and and a constant smile on his face. and He and the Dakota, the Dakota United coach, Brett Kostadowski, they're, they're friends. They, their kids know each other. And I, I did write a story in John's journal about this scene with Marcus taking this photo. And he told me Brett and his coaching staff, they're just such a personable group of guys. I love competing against them. I love working with them and their kids are awesome. We're fierce competitors in the field but their kids will stop every one of ours in the hallway and say hi. And it's just like it really truly represents the spirit of competition and adapted sports. Marcus has an interesting background on how he got into adapted sports. And so, again, if you go to mshsl.org, go to John's Journal, you can read that. And now this week, uh, I just came from day two of the boys' state tennis tournament. Um, The state softball tournament now will go – Thursday, Friday, state track tournament, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, tennis goes through Friday. I'm running around every day now to get to as many of these things as I can. The good news is the weather looks really good. It's it's probably going to be sunny for the most part, which is fine. Not too hot, not too humid. That's good because – Uh, You know, I've been out at these things enough times to know if I'm not using sunscreen the right way, I'm going to pay the price for it. But uh, it looks like the weather's going to cooperate this week. And uh, next week, we'll have state golf, state baseball, state lacrosse. So we're in a good spot right now.
0: Excellent. All right. Let's get to uh, some state track records and some other kudos from John.
1: Yeah, there's just been some really cool things happening uh, in the last week or so, Jim. Uh, track kids, you know, this time of year, they're, they're ramping up things. They're getting to peak form. It's not rare to see, to see state records threatened and in some cases broken. We had two state records fall in section meets last week, and both of these kids could do even more at the state meet. Uh, the new state record holder in the girls' 800 meters is Jordan Borsch of Maple Grove. Uh, she broke the previous record that had stood since 2016 by Honor Finley, of Bloomington Kennedy honor went on to a great college running career at Kansas Jordan, who will close out her high school career this weekend. She will be a track and field athlete at Notre Dame and in the boys long jump. One of the oldest records on the books fell in 1982, a young guy from St. Paul central named Von Shepard long jump, 24 feet, nine and a quarter inches. That record stood from 1982 until this last weekend. Uh, A young man, a junior from Irondale, Juriad Hughes Jr. at the Section uh, 5 Class 3A long jump. He went 24-11. He he beat the old record by more than a foot. Uh, Vaughn's record stood for an astounding 41 years. And now Juriad Hughes Jr. of Irondale has broken it. And he's a junior. He could break it multiple times. So we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, In softball, congratulations to Pequot Lakes coach Brett Sargent. He recorded career victories 400 and 401 last week as the Patriots uh, came back from the elimination bracket to beat peers twice. Uh, Pequot Lakes is playing in the Class 2A state tournament this week. Congrats to Burnsville baseball coach Mick Schull. He got he won his 300th career game last week. And a friend of mine is changing jobs. Joe Perkle has been the activities director at Jordan High School. For a number of years, he will be taking over July 1st as the new activities director at Eden Prairie. I've known Joe a long time. I I kept thinking the last couple of years, Joe's destined to uh, to move up the ladder to a little bit bigger school. He did so much, so many great things in Jordan. I've been down there many times. Joe's been great to me, great to everybody he works with. So, kudos to Eden Prairie High School. They they have a great new activities director.
0: Excellent. All right. We're going to thank a ref as we always do. We're going to talk about Pitchfork Nation. We'll find out whether John is has his tongue in cheek or not. Uh, not. Uh, not. About, <laughs> uh, okay. About that title. Okay. We already have the answer, which makes it even more interesting. Uh, right now, I do want to have John tell you about our friend Jody Stay and her great operation Pizza Barn in Princeton, Minnesota.
1: Yeah, you bet. Uh, we always talk about the pizza of the month whenever the, a new month is here. We're into early June. The pizza of the month has been revealed. It's the Mediterranean, and this is a cool summer twist on the pizza of the month. This this is going to be the first in a three-part summer series of pizzas that feature pesto. I'm a big pesto guy. So the Mediterranean, the pizza of the month for June, features roasted red pepper and garlic pesto paired with shrimp, artichokes, easy for me to say, red onions, fresh mozzarella, fresh basil. It's available during the entire month of June for dine-in takeout taken baker delivery like everything else on the menu there and those famous pizza barn food trucks that are out and about they will be a regular feature uh, through most of the summer at the North Country Market fest at the Isani County Fairgrounds in Cambridge every Tuesday from 5 to 9 p.m through August 8th there's going to be a pizza barn and food truck there at the fairgrounds in Cambridge that's awesome. And it's never too early to book a Pizza Barn food truck for your own event. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com. Click on the food food truck link to get started. And as I say every week, as always, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her great crew at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast.
0: Yes, thank you, Jody. We do appreciate it. Hey, let you know uh, there's a lot to worry about when running a business. Your utility bill shouldn't be at the top of that list. Solar energy cuts down on unpredictable utility costs, making your job just a little easier. Find out more about how your business can go solar at allenergysolar.com slash learn. If you go to allenergysolar.com slash coach, as in sports coach, uh, basketball coach, you uh, can find out more about All Energy Solar panel installations, uh, how to do it, what it costs, and what the benefits are, and why you want to go with All Energy Solar because of their years of experience and success. Uh, also want to let you know we're coming to you today from the Aquarius Home Services Studio and... Uh, let you know this, a lot of people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree that we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, we a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. All right, I'm looking forward to pitch for Pitchfork Nation but first let's thank a ref.
1: <laughs> yes sir, we're going to thank a ref, a big thank you and congratulations to Paul Pranghofer. He officiated his final adapted state tournament last week before a well-deserved retirement. Paul's one of these guys who's just done so much for so long. He was an adapted athlete himself when these activities began in the 70s. He's been an official for adapted sports since 1983. He was honored at the uh, tournament last week, and congrats to Paul, and thank you.
0: Thank you, Paul. We do appreciate it. All right. The moment you've been waiting for. Ah. Pitchfork Nation. Yeah,
1: Pitchforks came out last week, Jim. I I don't know how many people were were aware of this. There was a minor dust-up involving track and field. Coaches are responsible for submitting their athletes' names and specific, specific events before these meets are held. One coach, well, more than one, one coach that people know about forgot to submit the names of his team's three female shot putters. When that happens, there's a deadline. It's a hard deadline. If the kids aren't registered by the deadline, they don't compete. And this is done. So everybody gets a look at the lists at the same time. A coach can't come in later and look at, you know, a coach from team A who's competing with team B can't look at team B's entries and then shift his around to say, Oh, if we do this, we can score points there and, and, you know, and have an advantage. So there's deadlines, there's reasons for the deadlines, but this, this just got way out of hand and the kids were nobody, nobody faulted any high school kids here. they did nothing wrong. Their coach made the mistake. Uh, A media person found out about it. Um, It was a pretty good, uh, pretty good social media firestorm. Pitchforks came out quick with actual physical threats on social media directed at people who work with the high school league, actual physical threats. One, one person told me I should quit. I should be replaced because I don't care about kids. They should replace me with somebody who cares about kids. And I, I wasn't even involved in this. I'm just spreading the message. And we know it's easy to get on a phone or a computer, spew venom. I just, I'll never understand what makes some people, and it's not a large number of people, but some people just act so vile. I monitor the the MSHSL Facebook page. So that thing was lighting up. My phone was pinging multiple times every minute, you know, in the heat of this. I got to monitor these things. You know, you can go to a certain point and I'll let it go. But I had to delete some comments. I had to ban a couple of people because you can't. You can't use that language on our Facebook page and call us what you called us. You're losing your privileges to that Facebook page. And of course, there are consequences to everything. Like I said, these kids did nothing wrong, but there were other coaches facing the same deadlines at other section meets who made mistakes and their kids did not compete. And and that happens all the time. It usually doesn't become public. You know, a week ago we had a case pretty much the exact same thing. I heard about it from another coach who was trying to get some help, contact somebody at the high school league. It was resolved. Everybody got to compete. Nobody heard about it. And uh so and and the fallout since they were cleared and, and people were mad. Why didn't once the high school league said yes they can they can compete? Well, what took you so long? Why didn't you do this two days ago? Well they were cleared with twenty-three hours remaining before their section meet started. There was plenty of time. Um, and the thing was the next day then I was contacted by somebody who who runs a section meet and the coaches always have a meeting before these meets. One or more coaches wanted to make some changes in, in their lineup, move some kids around the events, was told they could not do that. That's not allowed, which they knew. And then the, the response is, well, you let that other school do it. So it's a little bit of a can of worms. But again, it all comes down to the kids. The kids got to compete. So here we are. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm pretty unflappable. I like to think, Jim, but boy, do I get do I get angry at this stuff. There's just no reason for the name calling and the histrionics and the foot stomping. It just gets way too ugly, way too quickly. In the end, the best decision was made for these kids. And I just hope fruitlessly, I'm hoping we can keep the pitchforks in the barn for a long time, but they'll come out again and we'll go through it one more time. And the, you know, the high school league does the best thing for kids. Sure. There are rules, you know, there are cases, there was a case at a section meet in Rochester involving a Rochester team anyway, where a relay team was disqualified because one of the relay members. Uh, set foot outside the exchange zone. This is a little inside baseball, inside track. But once the race starts, the the people who will be getting the baton, they got to keep their feet in the relay zone. They know where it is. They're told beforehand. Apparently, a runner just put one foot, you know, beyond the line or, or behind the line. And it was, it was, you know, a violation, a clear violation. They were disqualified, and I, I don't think anybody rose – up too much of a stink there that's in the rule book it's a bummer but those things happen and these registration things happen a lot more than people know and uh, boy just uh, you know once uh, we love our media we're both in the media we both know what the job is i would have done the same thing as a reporter if i would have learned of this i would have wanted to write about it but that's not the problem it's people who just get so up in arms and and I, uh, I I'm going to stop talking about it. So, Pitchfork Nation is is very strong in our world.
0: Well, at this point, anybody who's listening to the show knows where we stand on these things. So, I won't belabor my thoughts. I think everybody knows where I stand, and we know where you stand. Uh, I appreciate that you uh, handle all this in your role because you have plenty of other things to spend your time on. So. Uh, congratulations to you for, for surviving a week of that crud. Uh, good,
1: good, good narrative. That crud.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. That's the nicest word I could think of that I would want to use on the show. Uh, And you know, it's funny because when we started the podcast network, some of the other shows like the hockey show with Russo, we, you know, we knew you're allowed to cuss on podcasts. So we were cussing with the first thing, you know, like two weeks into it, we got an email from somebody, Hey, the, the cussing sounds kind of funny for me guys. But I was listening with my kid in the backseat, and we're, okay, yeah. we're not going to do that anymore. So, hey, yep. this podcast network, just like MSHSL and just like John Millate, we're all about the kids here. Family friendly. We're trying. We are trying. <laughs> we're doing we our really best. We really are. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks to all the good people out there who uh, who support high school sports, support the high school athletes and act, and people in activities. Thanks to John and MSHSL. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, all of our sponsors, everyone who makes this possible. We do appreciate it. Check out TalkNorth.com for the other shows, and we'll talk to you soon.